Kabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, so I mentioned at the top of the show that we're going to talk about SA Rugby's decision to make a sudden U-turn and withdraw a team from Israel from their new tournament, the Mzansi Challenge. They announced this, they released a, a, a press statement to say that they are inviting teams from around the world to take part in the Mzansi Challenge against teams from the first division in the Curry Cup. But 24 hours later, they made a U-turn and they withdrew the team from Israel, Tel Aviv hit. And uh, the SA, a Jewish board of deputies, is not happy with this decision. And we are joined on the line by the Vice President, Zev Kangrel. Vice President, good evening and thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. you. I mean, you've released a strongly worded statement here saying that the decision is basically disgraceful and embarrassing. Why are you so furious? So, I mean, it's, you know, you can't discriminate because a certain um, lobby group doesn't like your political views. You know, the only thing I can think of is imagine if Sona wouldn't allow the EFF to come in because they're going to disrupt it. Um, you know, we live in a country where there's incredible discrimination, especially in rugby, uh, for literally, uh, you know, uh, an entire, uh, an entire um, um, century of uh, discrimination. And... President uh, Mark Alexander Saru, at the little hint of a possible um, unhappiness by a certain uh, lobby which has its own views, literally through um, the Tel Aviv Heats, which is a Jewish um, rugby, um, you know, it's, it's a rugby club in Tel Aviv. This isn't disputed territory. This isn't in the West Bank. This has got nothing to do with anything. It's a full member of uh, ILB, full member of the uh, uh, Olympic uh, Committee, and literally just threw them under the bus, which is very sad for me. He's part of the Olympic Heats, which have been played in Europe. Uh, there were a lot of South African players, black and white, and, and just extremely disappointed that uh, Sari is behaving in such a discriminatory way uh, towards a Jewish club, an Israeli club. And um, we just, yeah, it's um, unfortunately Sari 30 years later hasn't changed its colour. Yeah, and they're saying in their statement it was after consultation with various stakeholders, but you adamant that it was just pressure from, from one group, the BDS. Absolutely, it's pressure from one group. I mean, he claims, uh, President uh, Mark Alexander, that it was got to do with safety and security. But from the time he sent the invitation to the time he cancelled, it was three hours. So as you can read in the newspaper, there's been a quest now to hear where he got his security briefing from. Did he speak to the police? Did he speak to state security? Where are those briefings that in three hours he could make a unilateral decision on his own to basically cancel it because he claimed there was a security threat uh, to it? So we waited to see that security detail threat and I challenge him to bring it. If uh, state security or the SAP um, said there was this major threat, and I know uh, the, our security cluster, they would look at it very seriously, but they couldn't give you an answer in two hours. How about Mark Alexander got that answer in two hours? So we, we still wait for him to those things. A lot of unanswered questions, a lot of unilateral decisions, and very, very sad for South Africa, which lived under such discrimination in the apartheid era of sport, certain bodies in rugby, under um, literally being the, Another body of the spook box is behaving this way. Extremely disappointed. 
For, for, for me, what's surprising here is, is just how quickly they made a U10 SA rugby because I would think that they would have consulted or should have consulted and would have known what they were doing before releasing that press statement and inviting all these teams uh, not from Israel, Namibia, Spain and all of that. I mean, there would have been a thought process going into that. And then all of a sudden, three hours later, they just make a U10 just like that. Do you think they didn't even think about it? I'm not sure where they're coming from because it's so hard to speak to SA rugby and get answers from them. Well, I'm sure they did quiet because they have an incredible barrage of legal and political and international inquiries coming at them. And as I said, what we understand is a unilateral decision made by the president of SRAD, Mark Alexander, who's actually now become the CEO after the suspension of Gary Rue because he has to fight his corrupting charge of 37 million rand in Stellenbosch. And now he's literally everything, Mark. I mean, talk about corporate government, fiduciary duties. This has put SA rugby in absolutely disrepute. And unfortunately, I start feeling like I'm back in uh, uh, South Africa where it's it controlled by thugs and certain people decide what they can do when they want. So I'm hoping South Africa, I'm hoping International Rugby Board, and I'm actually hoping foreign members will actually bring the president of SA Rugby to account because he has put an incredibly important um, institution into disrepute. And it literally, we cannot fathom how he could make a decision that there was a security concern in two hours with zero consultation with the SAP. And I challenge him to a debate. I challenge him to see those security reports from state security and SAP that were so damning that he had to disembark the Jewish team of Israel, which had been playing in um, Europe, has South African players. He has literally destroyed South African rugby players' professional career because so-called stakeholders are challenging him to bring those security, port, those security port reports that he got in two hours that no one else got. Because this is the thing that should have discussed before they sent out the invite to Tel Aviv Heat. If they were really uh, were concerned about securities, they wouldn't even have sent out the invite. Absolutely. He should have. I mean, if, if you feel there's a security threat, you have to go through the realm. He is a rugby boss of SA Rugby. His knowledge of security is zero. So I want to see those reports that allow him to do a U-trend after something they've been going for six months the U-turn in two hours, hiding behind security threats. We want to see those SAP reports, state security reports, and if they were, even if they were security reports, I believe we live in a constitutional democracy where you fight and you defend the rights of every person you've invited to have a free and fair uh, game on the field. And he, he chose literally to throw the, to, to be more discriminatory, to be as discriminatory as his predecessors in the 70s and 80s. So we wait him. We're very disappointed that he doesn't want to come out. And he's got a lot to answer for, a lot to answer. A two-hour turnaround on security when no one has seen a single report from the South African police and from the state security. So we challenge him to bring out those reports that made it so dangerous that he literally had U-turn after there was a, uh, a decision made at Sorry for them to come. And just finally then, as the SA Jewish Board of Deputies, uh, do you have any plans to reach out to World Rugby? Because like you stated earlier on, I mean, Israel is not banned from playing rugby by World Rugby. They, they are a member of the World Rugby, which is the co- governing body of the sport. 
I'm saying, are you, do you have any plans to reach out to World Rugby then, or is just your, uh, your gripe with... Look, I mean, already, already a New Zealand barrister, and, I mean, uh, well, I mean, this has to be challenged, because, I mean, you know, all of a sudden, they're not going to allow the, the team from Tibet to play, and they're not going to allow uh, soccer players to play from uh, China, and they're not going to allow uh, people to be playing from Western Sahara or from Morocco. I mean, where does it end? Where does it end? This is a, a respected, full-standing Israeli rugby team that plays rugby throughout the world. The sad part of Mark Alexander is he chose to behave like the Springbok um, leadership behaved in the apartheid era of exclusion, discrimination, with no backup of a so-called security threat that there is no known security threat, which he could have found out in two hours. And that's the answer. He's going to be answering to many, many uh, legal and political um, people in local and international. Okay, we've just got a voice note here. We're speaking to the Vice President of the SA Jewish Board of Deputies, uh, Mr. Zev Akengrel. Thank you. Hold on. I remember the listeners. Can you ask the the the, repre- the representative of the Jewish board in South Africa uh, if uh, he, he knows if there's uh, apartheid in Israel uh, that discriminated uh, discriminating against Palestinians, and uh, I think the stand that uh, most South African organizations uh, have taken is that uh, Israel must stop uh, the, the operation of the Palestinians and uh, give them their own land as well uh, if, if 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 that is happening uh, why shouldn't we 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 we, we boycott uh, israel and all its sporting activities uh, justice power sababatin thank you okay thanks justice did you get that zev yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean look i mean we were on the same page uh, the southern jewish board believe in a two-state solution we believe the right of the palestinians to the own palestinian state and we continuously support the Palestinians for their right. First of all, it's, there is zero apartheid in Tel Aviv. If anyone wants to go to Tel Aviv, the Tel Aviv East Frontier was probably the tolerant place in the world between Muslims, Jews, uh, Catholics, Christians, Hindus, uh, homosexuals, everyone there. So there's zero apartheid there. If you want to discuss disputed territory, you have to have that discussion, and that's a political discussion. But when a minor conflict in the world starts, starts and not allowing a full-standing member of the International Rugby Board to allow one of their teams to play in South Africa for security concerns, everyone should really be worried because where will this end? When someone threatens a rugby team because there's two openly gay rugby players, will Mark Alexander cancel that team? What would, where will he stop? Just remember, what starts with the Jews will not end at the Jews. Okay, and the so. South African rugby supporters better take note and be on a slippery slope. Okay, Zef, thanks for being able to speak to us then on SAFM. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's now speak to the director of rugby at Tel Aviv Heat, Kevin Musikant, who joins us on the line. Kevin, thanks for taking our call in South Africa. Good evening from us. My pleasure. How are you doing? No, we're great. Thanks. How are you doing? Peter, you won't be coming to the Mzansi Challenge. What was your reaction to the sudden uh, withdrawal of the invite by SA Rugby? Yeah, it was very disappointed, of course. I mean, as you can imagine, a lot of planning went into it. 
you know, we're into our third season as a club. We've already toured South Africa when we were invited by the Bulls. And we were just coming off the end of a very successful Super Cup where we lost in the final to the Georgian Black Lions, who were part of the Curry Cup First Division uh, last year. So it was uh, very disappointing to get the news and um, it's back to the drawing board for us. Yeah, and, and what do you think this opportunity would have done just for the team and, and for rugby in, 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 in Israel and for the players that, that you look after? Well, we're, we're a startup rugby club um, with the program obviously happening in Israel, but the Tel Aviv Heat's now been, like I say, it's our third season and it was a great, great to build some momentum into having a full year. We obviously had some other options, but we have a huge South African contingent of players and coaches. So it made logical sense when... We started speaking with when Sorry started speaking with us back in August. And when we got the official invite, we were super excited about it. And it would have given us a full year of activity because the Super Cup is only for half the year. And we were ready for that. So it's, uh, it would have meant a lot to the players, of course. And it's uh, nine, days to, nine days ago, so it's still very raw and, and fresh for all of us. And, and is it a decision that, that you accept or the reasoning from SA Rugby that you understand where they've raised a security concerns? Um, well, we weren't consulted. Obviously, um, I stick to the rugby side of things, but we weren't consulted. It happened very quickly. In fact, in the morning, we were busy discussing our home venues and where we were going to be playing, both with the opposition and fixtures um, during our 10 fixtures. And then sort of in the afternoon, I got a call and two hours later, it was in the media. It, it was very, very quick. Do you find it strange that you were able to come here to play the Bulls, but now you can't take part against the other teams? Because obviously uh, coming here against the Bulls, would you would have received permission? It's very strange. Uh, of course it's strange. I mean, it's, it's clearly strange. It's I'm not sure how often this has happened. And uh, it's it's a pity because... Of course, if you look at our team and the makeup of our team and the diversity that exists within it, it's a pity that we cannot bring that to South Africa. I guess it would have also helped grow the game and create more interest in the game in that part of the world. Absolutely. I mean, we can only grow the game by playing. And if we're not able to play, we cannot do it. So, so that's the truth. The truth is it's hugely disappointing for us as a club and, and hugely disappointing for the players and the momentum that we had gained over our two seasons. Yeah. And, and how has rugby in Israel or where you are? It's growing. Uh, we compete in Europe. Um, we compete in uh, our, our under-18s, compete in the top division of Europe. Uh, obviously, as you know, the Tel Aviv Heat is playing in the Super Cup, which is a high-level tournament. Um, Romania, Georgia, uh, Portugal are all franchise countries that are going to the World Cup and we're competing with them. And um, we're trying to grow our game and trying to raise our levels and, and increase our rankings in world rugby um, and develop rugby in the region. And is that why you went over to Israel, Coach? Because when I saw your name, I thought, no, this name sounds familiar. And I remembered from Varsity Cup, actually, uh, is where you were making your name here in South Africa. Why did you decide to go pursue a, pursue a coaching journey in Israel? Actually, it, kind of, it stemmed from the Maccabi Games. I don't know if you've heard of the Maccabi Games, but every four years, the Maccabi Games happens in Israel. And I was coaching South Africa and the Israeli Rugby Union started speaking to me. I was, at the time, director of rugby at, at St. John's College. And I just finished uh, my contract with, with UCT. And they, they gave me an opportunity and it took a bit of time for me to, to take that step. And that's four or five years ago. And I'm very, very happy 
you know, with what we've achieved and what we've managed to do um, so far. Uh, so long as I'm busy with rugby and so long as I'm growing the game, I'm, I'm happy. And this is a huge challenge, but, uh, you know, we, we won't give up on this and we'll, we'll continue to grow and we'll continue to do what we do best, which is play rugby and create opportunity for those that, that need those opportunities. Okay, Coach, thank you very much for taking our call here in South Africa. Thank you. Thanks very much for the invite. Thanks, Director of Rugby at Tel Aviv Heat, Kevin Muzikant, joining us all the way from Israel. We've got a voice note before we go. Good evening, Tabiso. This is Dudley from Kobecha. Tabiso, I hear this thing about SA Rugby, about Saru. You know what? Let me tell you, Mark Alexander, since he came on as the president of South Africa of Saru, that guy is like a statue for me. You know a statue. Can't move, can't do nothing. He's just there. The rain comes, the sun comes. He's just there. Okay, pity they're not able. They don't want to do radio interviews um, as a rugby to get their side of the story. But we're going to have to leave it here for now. It is 1-1 between Pulukwane City and Chipa in the first half of that Nedbank Cup clash. Remember, Champions League tonight, PSG, Bayern, AC Milan up against Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, that's it then from us. We have to leave. Independent and impartial. 